Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today, we've got a great medical compliance story, but first, a story from the decoy lift weight compliance. Back when I was 16 years old, I worked for an unnamed supermarket from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Part of the rules for underage employees was that we were limited on our total lift weight to something like 15 pounds or something. I won't say I was a strapping young man, but 15 pounds wasn't an issue. Working as a cashier and bagger, we regularly had customers that would purchase large items from the front of the store, such as bags of ice or, the culprit in this story, a brick of water softener salt. The blocks of salt I believe were about 50 pounds, over the store limit for my age clearly, but I can manage 50 pounds without much struggle, especially when the block has handles more or less. The problem however was the loss prevention office was right next to the salt pallet, and more than once I'd gotten reprimanded for lifting over the weight limit for an elderly person, or someone with disabilities that specifically asked for help. So one day I get a nice elderly lady, probably pushing mid-80s, asking me to assist her with the block, getting it into her card and out of her car. I look over and there's a loss prevention officer manager standing right next to it, surveying his kingdom. The one that likes to reprimand me about it, like it was his job or something, which I understand now being older. So I wave over a buddy of mine and ask him to assist to lift this albeit hefty yet small block of salt. We square up, double check each of us are ready for the lift, go full butt to ground, knee bend, remind each other vocally to not curl the back for safety, count down from three, and hoist this block of salt into the cart. Then escort the lady to her car, both of us because it does need to be lifted again, and load her up. The lady asked on the way if we needed help, to which we told her the story of the lifting limit, and she had a small chuckle about it. Once inside, the frontline manager promptly asked, what the freak is your issue? As to why both my friend and I just bailed on our stations for the last 20 minutes during a Saturday morning rush. I believe the response was something along the lines of, next time you need to do that, tell someone older to just pick it up, which isn't nearly as fun. For a 16 year old, I could understand like a weight limit of maybe like 30 pounds, but I'm gonna be honest, 15 pounds is pretty light. Even for an average 16 year old, I feel like you should be able to lift 15 pounds with two hands, I would hope with near relative ease. Am I overestimating the strength of an average 16 year old, boy and girl? Or do you guys agree that 15 pounds is really light? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from XX Firefly XXX. You want me to smile? Okay. This was a little while back, maybe a few weeks or a month ago, but even remembering it makes me giggle. Anyone who's been catcalled knows that one of the most overused lines is telling you to smile, and I'm one of those people. I had walked to the closest grocery store because I wanted mashed potatoes. They're served at the deli there, and I didn't have any potatoes at home, but I was determined to get my favorite comfort food. After paying almost $5 for a styrofoam cup of mashed potatoes with a plastic spoon, I walked my happy butt home while shoveling mashed potatoes into my mouth like I was moments from starving to death. A couple blocks away from making my way home, I got catcalled by some guy sitting on his front porch. 
As implied in the title, he shouted something about telling me to smile. I don't remember his exact words. I considered telling him to piss off or screeching like a velociraptor to freak him out, but instead I decided to comply. I smiled with all my teeth and used my tongue to push out the half-chewed food in my mouth. A gross mixture of saliva and mashed potatoes fell onto the front of my shirt, but the expression on his face more than made up for it. He looked disgusted and slightly shocked. After a few more seconds of direct eye contact to make him more uncomfortable, I continued walking home. I then finished my potatoes and decided to take a nap. Honestly, I kind of hope this experience kind of ruins catcalling for that guy, at least for a while. But knowing how people like that probably act, they'll probably be right back at it tomorrow. Doesn't it suck that sometimes you have to resort to wasting your perfectly awesome mashed potatoes just to put off some creep? This next story is from Cleed79. Misogynist racist gets just desserts. In my 421-year-old female, actually 42, 20s, I worked in human resources for a growing community college in my area. My immediate boss, the HR manager, was an extremely smart and already successful retiree of a very popular international soup company. As you can imagine, he was a wealth of information and education for me, not just with HR policy but also human behavior and psychology and life in general etc etc and he very quickly became my mentor. He despised prejudice in any form, and we had this in common. Unlike a lot of other HR departments, we actually used our HR laws and policies to advocate for our employees over the company as often as possible. One of our favorite pastimes was exploiting the way the policies and correspondences were written in order to help the employees, because they were often vague or poorly written and therefore subject to debate. And since we, the HR department, are the ones supposedly covering the company's butt on legal, they pretty much had to side with our interpretation. Well, these disputes with upper management, namely the board and the president, coupled with our thinly veiled smugness probably, provoked a lot of petty backlash from them and their loyal administrative minions. So one of them finds a policy note that, All administrative staff have mandatory committee service duties that must be fulfilled on a needed or as needed basis. And they decide to try to use this against me slash us. I'm in the middle of several large time sensitive projects that involve employee leave reports, sick and vacation time, benefits, benefit changes, disability, retirement, etc. It is literally our busiest time of the year and the only time, two months, Jesus what a nightmare our healthcare and benefit system is, another rant for another day, yikes, anyway, to get it all processed is now, otherwise employees lose benefits or don't get the changes they requested, read nightmare. I get an email from president slash minions with boss CC that I'm under review for not meeting the qualifications of my employment, as I haven't spent any time serving on any of the various and often unnecessary committees. Blah, blah, blah. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, boss is pissed. Capital P. So he says, oh, they want you on a committee? <laughs> Since the policies were not well defined, there were no limitations on exactly which employees were to serve on which committees. And there were also no rules on who could head each committee. So, boss put me as the head of the president's birthday party committee. Yes, this narcissistic D-bag had a committee formed every year to plan his birthday celebration. To further elaborate on his D-baggery rock-juggling thunder runtness, let me paint you a picture of birthday parties 20 years past. Rules 1. Only invite the cute chicks in our office building and also that one Indian guy I like, who I'm pretty sure is actually from Pakistan. 2. Hors d'oeuvres and crudity and a cake with a loving and endearing message are paramount. 3. Make sure everyone in the room kisses my butt as much as possible. Unfortunately for Prez, he always had to play nice in the company email, etc. to manage his public profile, and I think he might have also have been working against some negative publicity at the time. So he sent an email to head of birthday committee. He didn't know it was me. Make sure to invite everyone to my birthday celebration. I want it to be spectacular this year, etc, etc. So I immediately went to my boss and excitedly said, Boss, he said everyone. Ha, I invited the custodial staff, the daycare staff, the administrative staff, the professors, the people that clean the parking lots on contract, the students, everyone i made it a pizza party with soda and ice cream i told everyone in the invite that the president would love to hear from you please feel free to offer compliments and criticisms during this time i even included a text from his original email that said he wanted to quote see everyone and address concerns of the staff so many employees showed up with so much to say he hated it his face was red the whole time. I never had to serve on another committee. We still laugh about it. Bonus, he got ousted over some other crap, and the new president is pretty amazing. Honestly, president or not, I'm surprised that they could have what I assume to be the company pay for not only this committee, but the party itself. I mean, I can't imagine it was OP that funded all that pizza and ice cream. Like, just what a waste of resources. Our next story is from TH Nielsen. Yell at me for delivering? Well, time to get some exercise. Some years ago, I was driving pickups and deliveries for a trucking company in Denmark. Pickups and deliveries is the part of the transport chain where you usually deliver small quantities to multiple customers on a route. Kind of like UPS or FedEx, but in semis or rigid box trucks. It was nearing the end of the day, and I had to deliver a trampoline to a residential area. 
Mind you, this is in Europe, so things may be a bit different than in the US regarding rules and regulations. It was a fairly new area with plenty of space, but I had to reverse in because there was no way of turning around. But no problem, the road was wide and so were the corners I had to go around. I put my semi in reverse and started going backwards, and of course I was delivering to the last house on the street. Now the road climbed a bit and was about 6 or 700 meters long, but it all went fine. When I finally got to the end of the road and got out of my truck to unload this trampoline, some guy was already standing behind my truck and started yelling and swearing at me. I was the biggest idiot on this earth. How the heck could I even think of going in there with a semi? I could have run over all the kids in the neighborhood. No one was out. I had absolutely no valid reason for being there and could get the heck out of there right away. Instead of starting an argument with the person, I calmly asked him where he lived. He pointed at the house and said, number 74. And lo and behold, where was I delivering? You guessed it, number 74. So I again very calmly told this man, well in that case I have a trampoline for you. Oh, the man said, well I would like if you could, but I interrupted, since I have no business being in here with a semi, I'll be waiting for you at the end of the road and pointed to the direction I just came from. Mind you, this is the big model weighing about 130 pounds, so you might want to bring a wheelbarrow. The joy it was seeing him come all the way down the road with his wheelbarrow, and then trying to get this 130 pound trampoline up in the wheelbarrow, and starting his long, heavy walk 700 meters up to his house again. Priceless. The question I have for this Brainiac customer is, What did they assume that the semi-truck had backed up to their house for? When they were arguing with OP that the semi-truck shouldn't have been there and it was dangerous and whatnot, did they think they just happened to back in there just for their health? Could they not have fathomed that there was a legitimate reason for a semi-truck to back up the street? And our final story of the day is from Yedisa. I want a doctor to place my IV. This story takes place a few years back when I was doing a clinical rotation in phlebotomy for my degree in medical laboratory science. I was placed in the ED, emergency department, of a local hospital, practicing poking patients and drawing their blood. All the staff knew that my snow white scrubs meant that I was a student, but some patients took them to mean that I was a physician. One night, I happened to walk by an exam room where an altercation was taking place between a patient, I'll call Mr. Smith, and a very patient RN, registered nurse. Altercations were a fairly common occurrence in the ED, but I was still pretty green, so it was hard not to stop and listen in. The nurse says, I've been doing this for 30 years, Mr. Smith, I can assure you. They say, I don't care how long you've been doing this, I want a doctor to place my IV. The nurse says, Mr. Smith, if you hold still, I promise I'll have it in a flash. You'll hardly feel a thing. They say, are you deaf or just stupid? I want, at this point, the man catches sight of me loitering in the hallway. I want her to place my IV. Me, flabbergasted, said, but I can't thread IVs. I only know how to draw blood. The nurse says, sir, she's just a student. This affront seemed to put the patient into overdrive, and he began slamming his fist on the bed rail, screaming for a doctor. The nurse took me aside and asked me to go fetch one of the physicians on duty. I ran to get the kindest one, as I was afraid of getting snapped at by the other doctors working that night. I'll call him Dr. Anderson. Dr. Anderson patiently listened to my explanation, 
wordlessly grabbed an IV kit out of the cupboard and followed me to the patient's room. We could hear the patient still throwing his tantrum as we walked down the hall. As soon as Dr. Anderson stepped into the room in his white coat, the patient switched it off like a light and breathed a heavy sigh of relief. Finally, with a smug smile at his nurse, Dr. Anderson with a big, friendly smile said, Hello, Mr. Smith. I hear you want a doctor to place your IV. Well, I haven't done this since medical school, so that's, what, 25 years ago now? I might be a little rusty, but I'm happy to give it a shot. Nurse, will you please position the patient's head? I'm going for the jugular. Suddenly, the patient decided he didn't want a doctor to place his IV after all, and the nurse, with 30 years experience placing IVs, would do just fine. If there's anything I've learned about any kind of, like, primary care office, or especially a hospital, the RNs that work in these places, those are the ones you honestly want doing any drawing blood, putting in IVs and whatnot, because the circumstances are exactly what Dr. Anderson is describing here, where drawing blood and putting in IVs, the doctors just almost never do that themselves. A lot of these RNs are honestly going to have the silk touch, Some of them are legitimately so good you almost don't even realize it. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.